This is the non-microwave truth brought to you by Time of Grace, and I am C.L. Whiteside. And someone the other day asked me, like, you know, what do you plan on doing in a few years? Or what made you want to have a podcast? What made you want to be an assistant principal at a school? And it's like, well, actually, I didn't. I don't do too much planning, honestly. I figured out earlier in my life that at the end of the day, I might as well surrender and let God do what he does and get out the way. Because I can have plans, but God will laugh at my plans. So I just had the mindset of positioning myself in a way that allows me to to be in communication with God and to get on the path that he wants me to get on and to do the things that he wants me to do. Because if I get these plans in my head, I can mess up God's plans and I ain't trying to do that. And don't get that confused. I'm not saying that I'm not intentional with getting better. I'm not intentional with building a relationship with God. But I don't sit there saying, man, by the age of this, I got to do that. By this time, I need this to happen. I just go with the flow, baby, and trust God. Now, let's get into our first world problem question today. I don't know if you've seen this, but you don't even need to have seen this documentary, which was titled The Last Dance. And it was all about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls, when they were getting ending their second three-peat and they filmed the whole year of them winning the NBA championship. But the only reason I'm asking about this is because I saw something where it says Michael Jordan's jersey on the last dance went for $10 million, $10 million. Now, I want you to think about this. How much would Jesus's crown of thorns go for? Or how about Jesus's cross that he died on? How much would that go for? And if you're thinking like me, I was kind of like the crown of thorns would kind of be nasty because it has his blood in there still. But I was like, hey, that might make it go for even more because I think about jerseys, jerseys of athletes. I'm like they were sweating. They were drenched in sweat. Did you wash the jersey? Does it have more value if you didn't wash it? That's just stinky and nasty. But hey, I know some of y'all want that authenticity and you're nasty. But I'm thinking that the crown of thorns would go for more than the cross. And I'm thinking at least 20 mil, 20 million dollars. The reason I say this, though, is because I feel like the crown would be more unique. And I always kind of wonder in the Bible, like what happened with the crown when Jesus died and he went to the tomb and his body was put in the tomb? Did he have the crown on or did they take the crown off? But I'm going to tell you, if I had the money, I wouldn't pay for that crown. And I definitely wouldn't pay for Michael Jordan jersey either. Ten million dollars. You got me messed up. But I would buy some Air Jesus sandals because then I probably could run a 4-2 and jump 50 inches. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But some sandals that Jesus wore would go for like at least a meal. I believe that. But I would love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is championlife23. And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode today is Everyone Can't Be Batman. What would Jerry Seinfeld be without George Costanza? What would Beyonce be without Kelly Rowland? What would Michael Scott from The Office be without Dwight? What would Jordan be without Pippin? What would Batman be without Robin? And if you didn't catch it, I named a bunch of sidekicks and compared them to the, the main leader or the, or the boss. And I was like, man, we really got to talk about this because in our culture, and our society today, they are trying to tell all of us that we can be Batmans. We can be the leaders. And it's like sometimes leaders got to know when to follow and fall back. 
You know, Robin had a good life and we act like the Robins don't have a good life. We act like when you work for somebody else, you're not having a good life. We act like Alfred didn't have a good life. If you didn't catch that, Alfred is Bruce Wayne's, a.k.a. Batman's butler. Like, we need some Alfreds in the world. Everybody can't be Batman. And I have a couple people in my life. When we do certain projects or we need to get certain things done, and they love to be in charge. They like giving orders. They like being the boss. But they really, really, really struggle when they are not in charge. They struggle when they need to be the sidekick. So I joke around with them like, man, you only know how to be Michael Jordan. You never learned how to be a Scottie Pippen. And if you're not familiar with sports or you don't understand what I'm saying, Scottie Pippen is considered the greatest sidekick probably in sports history. Because you know Michael Jordan. I know everybody has heard of Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan is that, that alpha. But sometimes you need a good sidekick. And what really gets at me or really cracks me up and why I say these certain people don't know how to be Scottie Pippins is they're trying to be a Michael Jordan and they're not good. Like the thing about Michael Jordan, if you watch the last dance, he was a jerk of a teammate, but he was just really, really good. A lot of people want to be jerks and want to bark orders and commands, but they're not good. And their ideas are eh. Not the best in certain situations. So they need to take a lesser role. They need to be a sidekick and let somebody else lead. You feel me? You think you're Michael Jackson, but you're really Tito. And this is the thing. Every aspect of our life, we can't possibly be the lead or be in charge or be the boss. But I know a good deal of you have plenty of leadership positions, leadership opportunities. And I just want you to think about this. If you operate from the lead role, do you let your support know you appreciate them? I just I just want you to think about that. Or are you kind of like, they know how I feel? Nah, like you have to express your gratitude in a visible way to them, something that they can see. And just with, with Thanksgiving passing, that got me thinking about this. Like when is the last time you let someone know you appreciate them and why? We very, very rarely do it enough. I know I don't do it enough. But then we wonder why our support may drift off or might not be as fond of us as they once were. And that's a topic for a whole nother day. But on this episode of Everyone Can't Be Batman, here are some big issues in our culture. We are taught that we can't be happy for others unless we are the star or if we had the exact position that we dreamed of or wanted to be in. We are taught in our society that you have to be the leader. You have to be the star. You have to be the boss. You have to be the one with the authority or you have to be the one calling the shots or getting the credit or you have to have the exact role that you want. And if someone has that role, especially, especially if you think you deserve it more in your mind, then ooh, we got a problem. We have a problem. We really don't have that mindset of, OK, if that person wins and we're on the same team, then we win. If they score, that means we score because we're playing for the same team. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably why I'm one of the greatest spades players to ever do this or Euchre players because I really don't care who gets the credit. If my teammate has the hand, I'm going to be chanting MVP, MVP. I'm going to have my pom-poms ready. I'm going to be a cheerleader. I'm going to talk my stuff and get my one book and frustrate the other team. But one of the big things is that we don't even see the other people as teammates or as a part of our organization or our community. So we're competing with somebody who really is on our team. And that's because we hear the message of you have to be a leader. 
but a lot of us don't know when to follow. I hear parents say, my baby is a leader. Or maybe you're thinking about yourself and saying, I'm a leader. But leading is about timing. Leading is about position and opportunity. Leading is about, do you have any followers? Leading is knowing when to follow. Leading is knowing, realizing, ooh, I'm not too good at this. Somebody else should take the lead on this one. And then supporting that person to the max. Leading is just about making sure that it's getting moving in the right direction. Sometimes you got to pull from the front, but sometimes you got to go to the back and you got to push. And when you're pushing, it looks like you're last. I'm going to just let you think about that one right there. That's some non-microwave truth right there. And and something that I hear people say all the time is like, I want to be a boss. I don't want to work for anyone. I want to make my own hours. I want to be the leader. I want to have the power. And a lot of times I'm like, dude, that's not a realistic concept. The idea of you wanting to be a boss, but you don't want to work for anyone. If you have your own business, you're going to have customers. Hopefully, if you want to have a successful business, you're going to have customers. You're going to be working for people then. And the hours, the hours might be dictated on when the people need you. So you're still having your hours dictated by a consumer or by someone else. I get what they mean, but the concept is just flawed and it's not realistic. And the new thing with our culture, with our day and age, the new microwave truth is telling everybody be different and be you. But really, when you look at a lot of social media, when you look at a lot of things in our culture, it's silently telling us, shut up and follow the trends of our culture. If you're on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, you follow people. You might say, I friended them. Same thing, you're following them. Some of y'all high-key stalking them. And this is one of those things that's silently telling you to be a sidekick to who? Be a sidekick to the world and the world's trends. Be a sidekick to what's popular in culture. The only reason people love certain music is because they can sing it or rap it with another friend. If nobody else knew the song but them, 80% of y'all wouldn't even like the song. And then what happens is we look at the world's ideas and thoughts and we say to ourselves, "Ooh, I can be Batman or Batwoman. When in reality, we're really being Robin to this world. And because we're taking ideas from the world and not taking ideas from from God, We don't know how to follow. We don't know necessarily who to follow. Leading is necessary and following is also necessary. But who and how to do that, that's what we're going to look at on this episode of Everyone Can't Be a Batman. We're going to look at some examples of those who struggled in the Bible to adapt or accept their sidekick role. The first person we have to look at in the Bible is Eve. Eve was created to help Adam. And it appears that Eve didn't necessarily want to be a a helper. And I don't think she distinctly was like, oh, I'm going to be in charge. I'm going to tell this man what to do. But the thing we see with Eve is she started getting information from the wrong place. She started talking to the wrong one. And this is not just a woman thing, but how many people in their relationships don't know when to follow? And when they lead, they know how to lead you into some mess. When we look at Genesis chapter three, Eve is talking to the wrong one. She's talking to a serpent. She's talking to the devil. He's the one encouraging her to lead when she should have been following. And I know some of you are thinking if her man was doing a good job and leading like he was supposed to, then she wouldn't have been trying to lead herself. And you're right. And I'll say this again. You are right. Adam should have been leading. Now, with that being said, she still could have been a sidekick to God, to the creator. She knew him. 
But what we see that the devil did through the serpent is he encouraged her to lead in a way that wasn't God's way, got her doubting God's plan and God's promises. And she took that fruit and ate it and then she gave some to her husband. And we're really, really, really going to struggle on when to lead and when to follow and what things to take leadership for if we're listening to the wrong source. That's why it's so important to get into God's word and allow God to speak to us versus this world, versus our sinful nature, versus the evil one, because he's going to send you off just like he did Eve. Now, another example of someone who struggled with their sidekick role in the Bible is Peter. And in John chapter 18, he tried to lead or he just didn't get his sidekick cues. And in John chapter 18, this is when Jesus was about to be taken and Peter decided to whip out a sword. And when they trying to grab Jesus, cuts a man's ear off. And Jesus is like, Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? And then Jesus, being that dude, healed the man's ear, put it back on and gave himself back up. And what we learn from Peter is don't step outside of God's will to lead. And also don't let our feelings or what we envisioned or planned trump what God has told us is going to happen or should happen. Because you got to remember, Peter didn't want Jesus to die. He just didn't get it. But he stepped outside of God's will. He got in his chest. He got in his emotions and he thought he could help God out. And this is one of the main and toughest times where we have to realize I am not Batman. And this is one of those where it's like we need to stay in our lesser role, be great, be faithful in it, do what we're supposed to do. And later, God will, will reveal to us what he wanted us to know. And we'll talk about that later in this episode. Another person who struggled with the role of being a sidekick was Aaron. And what makes this even more interesting is his brother, Moses. He asked for Aaron to help him out because if you remember Moses was making all type of excuses on why he couldn't lead the people God I don't talk well I'm, I'm slow of tongue like it just don't flow right and God gave him or allowed Aaron to assist him now this can be especially hard for family to follow other family when they're leading and it's really hard for older family to follow younger family even though that might be exactly what God is saying to do Aaron in this situation is the older brother and Moses is the, the younger brother. Like I can hear older family thinking or saying, boy, I didn't wash your butt and bathe you. And now you think you can lead and tell me what to do. I changed your diapers. And it's like, well, yeah, at that time you took the lead. But now it's time for someone else to lead. And that's just a good reminder to us that we're not going to be the leader in every season and in every situation and circumstance. Sometimes it's a blessing to be able to, to follow and to be a sidekick, too. But getting back to Aaron, where Aaron struggled with being in his sidekick role is when Aaron got caught listening to the culture. He got caught listening to the crowd. And in Exodus chapter 32, it says when the people saw that Moses was so long and coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come, make us gods who will go before us. And for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Now, this is the main time a leader is needed. A leader is needed when stuff is about to hit the fan or when the popular influence is wrong and you have to take a stand. And this is also the main time it's hard to follow 
because it's way easier, way easier to go with the big crowd of wrong than it is with the small crowd that's right and that's getting ridiculed and mocked. And Aaron struck out with this one. He failed. And Aaron was like, okay, 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 just stop, stop, guys, stop. What I need you to do is get all of your earrings from like your wives and your kids and I'll make a god for you and we can have a festival tomorrow. Dude, you're not supposed to be making, that's called an idol. And he did it. And he's like, oh, a gold calf came out. And what's funny is Moses was coming down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant of the law in his hands. And when he gets down there, kind of, he's with Joshua. And Joshua heard the noise of the people. And he like, Moses, it sounds like a war is in camp. And Moses was like, nah, Josh, that's not the sound of war. It sounds like the people singing and having a festival. And Moses was heated when he saw the calf and the dancing. And you know what he did? He broke the tablets. He burned that golden calf, ground it up in the powder, put it in the water, and then he made all the Israelites drink it. And Aaron the whole time is like, bro, you know these people, like, they OC, they evil. And because of this, about 3,000 people died. Go read that in Exodus chapter 32. And the last person that we're going to look at who struggled with giving up that, that Batman role is Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, we see that Saul actually was that dude. I mean, he was king. He was Batman. But God told him his time was up. Now, what do you do when God tells you to pass the torch? Hopefully, you pass it up. But what we see with Saul is Saul was conniving and he was manipulative. He tried to do a bunch of different things to get David to die because David was his successor and David wasn't his child. So not only was Saul going to lose the throne, but Saul's children would no longer be royalty. And that's in 1 Samuel chapter 18. Now, this leads us into some examples of people in the Bible that took the sidekick role awesome. And on this episode of Everyone Can't Be Batman, we have to look at Jonathan. Jonathan is Saul's son. Jonathan is the one who in tradition would get to be king next. But because God said, your daddy messed up, you can't be king. I got a different plan for you, Jonathan. Jonathan took the sidekick role. And Jonathan is the model example. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 18, it says, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as he loved himself. And in verse 3, it says that Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. It says Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing. That's like some, all right, bro, I know I'm passing the torch to you because I know you're about to be the next king. And he gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow and his belt. That's deep. Jonathan understood his role. He was best friends with the person who was about to take the throne from his family. And Jonathan knew his dad was crazy. Jonathan picked loyalty to what is right versus loyalty to blood. Because I know some of us pick loyalty to our family and boy, they be wrong. And what makes Jonathan such a model sidekick to look at is because David had all the things that possibly a young man would want. David had the fame. David had military victor victories. David had women singing about him killing thousands. And it would have been hard for me as Jonathan to be like, oh, I want to hear women singing about me saying Jonathan has killed his thousands like they doing for David. And it's really hard to follow or to be a sidekick in an area 
where we envisioned or hoped we would be able to lead and get the credit for, for leading. It's hard to take a backseat in those type of situations. And it's also hard to see a person in the position that we want to admit and realize like, man, they actually have some pretty good ideas or the way that they might actually want to do this is actually pretty doggone good. But go read about Jonathan in 1 Samuel chapter 18. Just a perfect example of passing the torch, empowering someone else, and embracing the role that God has given you. The next person that I want to look at as an example of a sidekick is one that often gets overlooked from a sidekick role, and that's Joseph. Joseph in the Old Testament. Now, you got to think about this. Joseph had visions of his brothers bowing down to him. He had visions of being worshipped. But you got to think about this. Joseph has some lower type of jobs. He was sold as a slave, so he had to work for Potiphar. And the tough thing about this is when most of us see success in our future, we struggle to remain present with the things that God has presented to us in the moment. And the stuff that God lays at our feet. And the thing to realize about with Joseph is just that understanding that there are different seasons of our life. There might be seasons in our life where we need to be a servant. We need to be a sidekick. We need to be the person that's not getting the credit. And that's okay. And if you forgot, Joseph is the one who ends up second in command in the most powerful country at that time. I don't know about you, but I know about me. Don't we want to skip to that second in command? I don't want to be doing slave work, working in somebody's house, going to prison. Nah, I don't want to be a sidekick. Make me Batman right away. Where's the bat signal? But again, Joseph is in Genesis chapter 39 till about chapter 47. Now, the last person that I want to look at on this episode of Everyone Can't Be Batman, who did a great job with their sidekick role, is John the Baptist. You got to realize this. John the Baptist came right before Jesus. And John the Baptist was so good and so cold at preaching the word and baptizing people that people tried to give him the credit of being the Messiah. They thought he was the savior. And to add to this is the fact that Jesus was John's cousin. Now, John was great, but he wasn't Jesus great. And I think a lot of us, when we get in that position of John the Baptist, we start thinking to ourselves like, man, Jesus think he better than me. I can preach too. But no, John was the exact opposite. John made sure that Jesus got the credit. This comes from John chapter one. This starts at verse 19. I'm going to paraphrase it, but they pretty much ask him like, hey, are you the Messiah? And John's like, no, I am not the Messiah. He's like, are you the prophet? Are you Elijah? He's like, no, I'm none of that. They're like, well, who are you? Give us an answer. And he says, I am the voice of the one calling in the wilderness. My role is to make straight the way for the Lord. John even goes to the extent to be like, you know what? You know, to do Jesus, Jesus, who's coming. He is the one who comes after me. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He says, I can't even tie or untie Jesus' shoes. That's how much we're not even on the same level because he is God and I am no God. And then John testifies about him when he sees him. He says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. And we got to realize John had like his own following. John had his own disciples. But it says in verse 37, when John told them, like, look, this is the Lamb of God, two of his disciples heard him say this, and then they left and followed Jesus. You talk about being humble. You talk about putting ego to the side. 
And on this episode of Everyone Can't Be Batman, to conclude this, I have to point out that the best leaders, they know when to fall back. They know when to let others lead. They know when to let others shine. They know it's not about barking orders and screaming, do it my way. Great leaders empower those around them. They take a stand when it's necessary, but when it's toughest. And to an extent, we all are leaders in some capacity, but it's not like this world is talking about. You have to be able to follow. You have to be able to take a back seat. You have to be able to be a Robin. We have to be able to be a sidekick because as a Christian, we have the star. We have the lead role field. We have that leader. We have that captain. We have Jesus. Look at Christ's leadership. Look at Christ in his Batman role. We see the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Everyone Can't Be Batman. And before you go, I have a challenge for you. Send this to three different people and just ask them the question, do they think they could be a sidekick to anyone? And just leave it at that. And just like, just, just check out the episode. Just, just ask them that question and do that. All right, cool. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.